everybody. Welcome back to Cruise Control. It is Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Welcome to Cruise Control, the home of entertainment news. I am your host, as always, Brian Cruz. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Apologies for missing on Monday, but we are back on Tuesday. Is this going to become a staple? Who knows? But you know what? Circumstances arise. We are back here on a Tuesday for you for our opening night of Cruise Control for the week. Thank you for being here. Uh, it's awesome to see you on a Tuesday, and I'm feeling a little better, but uh, looking just, but doing good, doing good, doing good. Figuring out. Medication helps. And joining me back, as always, on a Tuesday or a Monday. What's up, David? Tuesday, Monday, a day in the beginning of the week. It's you're the queen of the beginnings of the week. Miss Rachel Blakely. Rachel, welcome back to Cruise Control. How you doing? Good to see you. I'm doing great, Brian. We got to bring the energy. We got to get pumped Good. for the week. It was a Amp holiday weekend. Everyone took Monday off. It's fine. Right, just take it up. We all did. Everybody's everybody's resting for the presidents of the United States of America on a Monday. So weekend too, I guess. You know, I needed I needed some more rest. Thanks, George. Thanks for giving us a day off. Thank you, George Lincoln. Everybody in between. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for being here too. But thank you, Rachel. Have a good weekend. Oh, absolutely. I built a shelf. It was great. (laughs) Nice. Very crafty and uh, very ambitious and very successful. It's awesome. (laughs) Welcome back. Good to see you. Good Um, to be here. Also, Rachel, we got back with us. He was here. You see, becoming a a stable in the beginning of the week, too. Everybody, welcome back to Cruise Control from Iron Oaks. You got to check him out. Everybody, check out his season channel. He should get out there and help Jake out. Mr. Jake Slodacki, everybody. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Hello. How's it going? (laughs) Good, man. How you doing? Good. I'm doing good. Uh, before we before we get into this, tell me about your uh, your seasoning. Tell me about your little business going on here. You got to spread the word, man. Oh yeah, I uh, um, I on do barbecue blends and spice blends, and I chop up whiskey barrels and blend them with other types of fruit wood and hardwood to uh, barbecue. Hell yeah. yeah. Master Chef next to me right here. Manager to Master Chef in between everything else. Great, right. wholesome family dad, Mr. Jake Slonecki. Thank you for being here as always, man. Uh, appreciate you. David yeah. says hi. Yeah, check out his products, everybody. We'll get some links out there for you, too, to check it out, too. Sure. Um, but thanks for being back here on a Tuesday. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. And you know, it's Tuesday, Jake, and you wouldn't think that this next person would be here because it's not Friday, but you know what? Things happen. The, the world turns again and circumstances change. And everybody, welcome back to a Tuesday. Mr. G.R. Waters, that thirsty daddy himself. G.R., how's it going, man? Welcome back to Cruise Control. Good, Brian. <laughs> here again on a Tuesday. <laughs> well, President's Day was technically Monday, but kids today get ripped off. We, when I was young, it was we got both the 12th. And the 22nd off. Oh, really? That's yeah, nice. We, we actually celebrated both presidents on their birthday. We didn't make it on, up on in the middle. Mm. And I told now kids at school that it was my mother's birthday that we got off. She, her <laughs> birthday was the 22nd. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, hey, we got to celebrate my mom here, right? Got to celebrate my mom. Yeah, how have you been? Mom, mom, mom made it to 90, so she's, she was done. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had a great life then, you know. And honestly, she brought you to us, too. So she accomplished a lot in this world. And in that time, I bet she touched a lot of lives. And it's good that, you know, she had the life she had. Shout out to GR's mom. And, and GR, thank you for being here on a Tuesday. Appreciate you, as always. It's going to be a good night. It's going to be a really good night, I think, too. Uh, you know, Peppy's excited, too. Peppy's talking about the channel time. Thank you for today? showing love to the Pep Star. Yeah, yeah, we love to show some love to the Pep Star, man. I hope you had a good good weekend. And I, I know you're excited to get back to us and get some stuff done. And again, I'm going to ask you. I always have to ask you, but come on, you do hot takes tonight? Come no. On, you can do it. 
I'm not going to be a part of the hot takes. I just I listen, and you guys do a great job. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But you got to do it one time. You got to do it one time. Come on, man. Oh, hell no. Yeah, maybe one day I'll get him anyways. Anyways, everybody, Pepstar will get there eventually. I'm so excited to see you here on a Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Hope it a great weekend. I hope you're pumped for the week. You already accomplished some stuff at a present day. Maybe you sat back and relaxed a little bit, had a good time with your families and your friends, and you gave somebody a hug and said you love them. I don't know. But anyways, it's it's Tuesday. We're back into work. There's things happening. Doesn't matter if it's a Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday, any day in between and all that time. There's always a lot of breaking news. Come on. All right, the very first thing that I want to talk about right now is the People's Choice Awards that went down this weekend. And I know Rachel's probably excited about this because Barbie, like, just swept these things pretty big time. I mean, Barbie got Best Movie, Comedy, Best Male Star, Best Female Star, Performance of the Year, Collaboration Song with Barbie World and Aqua. And, I mean, that was massive for Aqua, too. They're probably freaking super stoked. And Oppenheimer got Drama Movie. And you know what? They did a little thing, a little honorary to, to Nolan. But overall, Barbie did sweep this almost completely. And of course, the Bear won some awards. A lot of the same people like that we've seen before. Uh, I mean, Mike, Margot Robbie was the actress, of course, and, and uh, Ryan Gosling for Barbie. They did great uh, comedy. You had uh, No Hard Feelings. You had Jenna Ortega for Scream 6 for Best Drama Movie Star. I mean, there's a lot of things here. Grey's Anatomy won. Uh, Only Murders in the Building won a few awards. Honestly, I'm not a big fan of the People's Choice Awards. It's all right. But they did a good job just kind of giving the people they wanted. Of course, people wanted Barbie a lot. So Barbie did fantastic at these award shows. And honestly, good for Barbie, good for Greta Gerwig, and good for the whole cast and crew that put that movie together. And you know what? We'll see what happens at the Oscars coming up pretty soon. But I tell you, what's not going to be at the Oscars is Madam Web, because Madam Web's numbers have come out, everybody. We talked about how bad it was going to do. We had that conversation. Well, it's three-day opening weekend. It made $17.6 million in the U.S. Now, if you break it down for their six-day opening weekend, it only made $25.8 million. Now, they were hoping for $27 million, $26 million. So, <clears throat> didn't do too well for Madam Web. And oh. now it's even coming close, right, GR? <laughs> but they're actually saying that there's $80 million budget. Now there's more than that. Maybe it's closer to a $100 million budget. And they're fudging the numbers so it doesn't look as bad as they lose for all the, the whole, all the products out there. So you know what? It doesn't matter because Dakota Fatting said, not Dakota Fatting, Dakota Johnson, she said that she wasn't going to watch the movie. She said she probably won't see it. And uh, she doesn't watch her movie. She said that's why she's not going to see it. Not the fact that it bombed so bad. Not the fact that she was lied to about the script and it changed. No, she said she just doesn't watch it for her own self-healing and she doesn't want to have an existential crisis by watching her own work. Thank you, Queen. Um, <laughs> thank you. Queen, that's good. No, I'm going to watch it. I was going to go watch it, but I've been sick with COVID, so I haven't had a chance to go watch it yet. I don't want to spread the, the Rona around the world, but I will go see it once the Rona's done. Uh, but yeah, I do want to see it. I heard some, you know, that's thing. You had to go into it like low expectations. Just enjoy it for being a movie, a popcorn flick, and maybe you'll find some enjoyment in it too. But you know, the ticket sales also, they said, like floundered because people were asking for their money back. That's what the studios were, the, the theaters were saying that people were asking for their money back, which also hurt the box office. So everybody needs to just take a second, relax and meditate with Kung Fu Panda. Because if you haven't seen this, Kung Fu Panda right now just released a four-hour meditation session. All right, so if you're a fan of Jack Black and you're a fan of just, just chilling out with a panda bear, you know, you and a panda, maybe farting once in a while, looking something, I don't know. Uh, four hours on, this is a real thing. It's out there to promote the new movie coming out that's dropping on March 8th. So if you're a fan of Kung Fu Panda, maybe maybe everybody that all that's mad about Madam, I mean, just take a minute and chill with Kung Fu Panda. Just 
take a breath. Let's take a little breather. Take a breather because it's going to be okay in the end. Just like American Idol will be okay in the end when Katy Perry actually leaves. Now, this came forward. We knew this last week, but Lionel Richie just recently said, and I used that in Jimmy Kimmel Live, and he was talking about uh, how does he feel about this, being a judge with her for a long time. And he said, you know, honestly, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. He didn't make a joke. He said it just made me run off the road when I first heard about it and that his phone was like blowing up. But he said that he understands she has a whole career ahead of her and there's a lot of stuff she may want to do. And, you know, he actually says, let her go off and do it. She's done a great job on the show and it'll be okay. And he was totally fine with it. But someone that's not fine is George Santos because he's really pissed at Jimmy Kimmel too because Jimmy Kimmel has been, you know, doing these whole cameo things. Now, if you haven't seen these, Jimmy Kimmel's been paying for him to do cameos because after he got kicked out of the House of Representatives, he started doing cameos for people which a lot of celebrities do that we know a lot of people have done this and then jimmy kimmel started getting about 14 he paid for about 14 making them say the most ridiculous things and airing it on tv well now george santos is suing jimmy kimmel over this whole thing and uh he's he's suing him for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars seven hundred fifty thousand dollars and and he's just saying that this is just like a, you know it's it's just it was a lie and uh, he said that the videos were for the sole purpose of capitalizing on ridiculing him and making him look like a like a joke and so he's like i'm going to sue him because he just made me look bad on tv and it was all bullshit pretty much so we'll see how this plays out but you know i i'm i'm not shocked some of this happened i'm not shocked but i'm also like uh you know jimmy kimmel was playing with fire doing this too he probably knew something like this could happen too so we'll see how this plays out will he get seven hundred fifty thousand dollars? probably not but no. something's gonna happen i think <laughs> i'm gonna have maybe yeah. i don't know <clears throat> did you see any of those skits brian I did. I did see them. So he, he was saying the most ridiculous shit. I'm like, this is what people do for money on, on the internet. You know, this is what people do. I like, it's right because that's what, I mean, that's what happens. You get paid to do this stuff. And it's, it's, it's pretty funny. And I was like, well, that's, that could be a problem later. It was, it's a problem now, but it's not as big a problem as Zachary Ty Bryan, who's been drinking and driving again and was arrested. So he, you know, of course his home improvement star, he's been around for a long time. We just talked about the domestic abuse charges with his wife, not too long ago. And of course he had, has like a bunch of charges. He's got a bunch of felony DUI charges, three felony priors, and a misdemeanor contempt of, of court. And now he's being charged again for a DUI. He was caught drinking and driving again, of course. Officers were conducting a traffic stop shortly after 2 a.m. when they saw a vehicle that was suspected of being involved in a traffic collision. It was him. They pulled him over, and of course, he was arrested. He was released that same day for a $50,000 bond. Um, and then he's going to go back to court on April 23rd. But he's already had a lot of problems this year. He probably doesn't need any more. But it sounds like the guy's going through a rough time in his life. So hopefully uh, no one's hurt anymore and he can change his ways because drinking and driving is not cool and a lot of people can get hurt really badly so he's gonna pay a lot of money he's gonna pay a lot of money and hopefully he'll learn something from it but he might not but someone else who paid a lot of money was somebody that found this uh star wars script everybody harrison ford's star wars script was left behind at, a, at like a, an establishment he was staying on in paris and he like left it there or maybe i think it was actually london it was in london and he was uh, just staying there and he just left the script and it was one of the initial drafts it was the fourth draft of what we came to see in a new hope star wars a new hope he just left it at the time it was called the adventures of luke scott star killer scar i can't even say it star, star killer star killer can i say it the adventures of luke stars okay i still can't say it. it's a COVID <laughs> star killer uh, but it got auctioned off for over $13,000 and someone got this script. Harrison Ford didn't realize he left it behind when he left the, uh, the London rental and made a bunch of money off. It's kind of funny that this has been 
there since like March 15th, 1976. So someone's been holding on to this and they're selling it and making, you know, a few thousand bucks. So good for them. But also speaking of sci-fi stuff, the foundation's coming back. And I'm, I'm really excited they're about to start shooting finally because they started before the strikes and now they're finally back up. They resume March 6th in the Czech Republic and also in Prague and Poland. I'm very jealous of people working on this project. I love this show. Last season was fantastic. It's just a big blockbuster thing that they couldn't do for years because the books were almost insane. Like, how do you make these movies or these books into a television show or a movie? And we'll figure it out in Apple TV+. Plus. So if you haven't seen The Foundation, please check it out. It's a lot of fun. But something I haven't seen yet, but it also is, again, about the end of the world, is Greenland. And they're getting a sequel to Greenland, too. So if you haven't seen this, Gerard Butler's coming back. And uh, now, this was about a comet landing and, and crashing down and him and his family are trying to get out of there. Uh, of course, Marina from the, uh, the Deadpool series, she's into playing his wife. And they get away from the whole thing and they get into a bunker in Greenland. And now apparently the sequel is going to be after the comet Clark is decimated the whole earth. The family must embark on a harrowing journey across the wasteland of Europe to find a new home. So I'm shocked it's getting a sequel, but it is. Uh, I, I do want a vacation, Lexi. I do. I might, I might be going on a vacation very soon if I can. Uh, I might be doing that. I'm working on some things in my head. Everybody needs a vacation every once in a while, you know, not a work vacation, but a staycation, you know, staycation, but you know, green Greenland might be good. Hopefully it's good. I mean, honestly, they have have to get it find a new home and if they do find a new home and it's a fun uh, post-apocalyptic movie i'll watch it but somebody else needs to find a new home and has found a new home is danny masters in a new jail in a new jail everybody that's right he found a new home because hey what's up tim banks guy came up with cruise control um i heard it's pretty good it's pretty good but danny masters found a new home and new prison because the old prison apparently he was moved for what well they were saying that uh he might be getting up pretty soon so people were about to attack him they were fearing his safety and so he was moved, moved, moved to a new prison now and San Luis Abismo, Abispo, if I can say that. And they're saying it's a much more watered down prison. It's less crazy as Charles Manson's prison that where he was at before. And, you know, people have been going nuts about him. He was trying to get out. We talked about a lot about him trying to get out, trying to get appealed, trying to get out on bail. And they said he was a flight risk. A lot of things happened with him. And now there was an anti-Scientology protest disrupted too on Saturday at Franklin Village Restaurant where he actually used to take Danny Masterson, used to take his victims before he raped them. So that's a fun fact for you so yeah a lot of breaking news everybody a lot of breaking news a lot of breaking news uh but any masterson like that's all i can say let's go right right that's all we can say <laughs> Hey, everybody. Hey, you're on cruise control. It is that time again where I put one minute on the clock for all my guests to give. Well, like I say, is there hot takes? All right, now it's time for those hot takes. Since your first time on cruise control, this is that time where all my guests get one minute on the clock before the bomb blows up to give all their hot takes for all the latest breaking news. Now, can they get their hot takes in that time? We'll find out very shortly. And if they don't, the bomb blows up, their time is up, and the buzzer goes off, and bam, their time is done. And it's up to you to decide who wins hot takes. It's very unfortunate we don't make it. Not everyone makes it, but a lot of our guests do. And I'm loving to see what our hot takes will be tonight. Here we go. Hot takes. Yeah, right. You're right, David Banner. Here we go. So my question is, who gets to go first? What do you think, Rachel? Who's going to go first in the hot takes? Let's put GR in the hot seat. He's he's on his he's on a different day than he belongs. So let's, let's get him going. <laughs> Throw him in there again. Let's see how he does. Throw All right, GR. Go ahead. <laughs> you, feel, you feel good about that, GR? I'm used to it. <laughs> I believe I believe in you, I'm GR. As you, always. Brian, I was married once. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Damn. You got this. So now, so GR, now you're just you're just what are you doing? You're just. 
saying that. <laughs> some volleyball. Hey, we're going to do some volleyball next after the show. Shirts off volleyball time. Let's go. Well, after the show. Pepstar, Pepstar will serve. All right, GR, are you ready for your hot takes? I'm ready, man. Let's do All it. Right, ser- serious time now, GR. Here we go. Hot takes in three, two, one. Hot takes. People throw it towards. It's no surprise. Everybody knows in advance who won. Who cares? Madam, uh, Madam Webb. She made, by the way, $53.6 million worldwide. Big deal. Dakota, not watching her own stuff. I don't blame her. Uh, meditate for four hours to a cartoon? Not likely. Katy Perry, not Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Even, who cares? It's a Dillagath moment. Santos suing Kimmel. Two idiots suing each other. Nothing will happen. Uh, Zach Bryan, again? Drunk again. Take away his car. Star Wars script only got 13000 Foundation didn't watch it because it didn't measure up to the books. Greenland sequel, I liked the first one, so I hope the second one's half as good. Man, Masterson, he should pay his bills, but his due, but he shouldn't get killed for it. Yeah, I, that's it. You have to be serious, though, right? You take a rest, GR? And GR's like, is it gonna blow up? It's gonna blow up, but you know what? It doesn't matter if it blows up everybody because at the end of the day, GR got it, everybody. GR got it. How is it feel, GR? Give him the pop and everything. Are you gonna win tonight? Are you gonna win tonight, GR? What do you think? Uh, we'll see. I don't I don't count my chickens <laughs> till I hatch. <laughs> Well, GR, you know, you got you to gotta be positive, though. There's some good hot takes. You got to be positive. You got, you got this. See, David Banner's behind you. David Banner's behind you, GR. <laughs> Rachel, what do you think? Who's David's next? He's a good guy. That's why. <laughs> He's a good guy. Do you want to go next or do you want to go last? It, uh, oh, totally up to you. In the option. <laughs> Jake's going next, everybody. I'll go next. Jake's going next. next. That's fine. <laughs> you got a choice, Jake. Right. right. All right, Jake. All right, Jake, you got to beat GR stuff. I, I believe in you. Here we go, man. Get serious. Take a breath. You need to take a drink fast. I don't know if you need something like that. Nope. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Serious faces. Hot takes in three, two, one. Hot takes. All right. People's Choice Award, like GR said, uh, it doesn't really mean much to me. Uh, Madam Web, I haven't watched it, but it sounds like they might be on track to do what they wanted to do in a year or two. Uh, Dakota Johnson, <laughs> uh, not watching her stuff. A lot of actors don't watch their stuff. Um, Daniel D. Lewis, Johnny Depp. I've read a lot about people not wanting to watch afterwards. Um, Kung Fu Panda. I know what I'm going to do tomorrow from noon until four. Um, Get it. Yeah. American Idol, Katy Perry leaving. It's okay. They'll replace her with somebody. Santos suing Kimmel. Uh, I think he's got some thin skin. Zachary Ty Bryan is the new Billy Joel. Um, Star Wars. Anything historical is pretty cool because, uh, you know, it'll go up and they'll sell it all. Um, the foundation set's cool because that's like my homeland, Czechoslovakia and Poland. That's hail. Uh, Greenland, I haven't watched it, but I'm definitely curious in the sequel. Um, probably watch, see if, uh, you know, why not watch them both. Danny Masterson, um, I don't think he should die. He should probably stay in prison. And, you know, if he cut his balls off, maybe he would learn his lesson. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, Anyways, at that note, uh, Jake got it, everybody. <laughs> the balloon, 
balloons. I guess balloons. <laughs> Jake, how's it right. feel? Feels good. <laughs> All right, go. man. Good hot takes. There Thanks. we go. <laughs> 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 Good hot takes, man. You got it. You got it. And a lot of competition for Rachel. Uh, a lot of competition. How you feeling? How you feeling, Rachel? I got it. <laughs> She's like, this, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be cake for tonight, everybody. Well, I don't know about that. I, mean, I, I think I think you gotta you gotta be positive. Uh, those are some good hot takes. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see you, Rachel. Okay, here we go. I believe in you. Let's let's get serious as always on cruise control because we got to turn the clock around. There's no jokes when it comes to hot takes. All right, here we go. Hot takes in three, two, one. Hot takes. Um, the People's Choice Awards are one of the only award shows I actually respect because um, they can't be bought. Um, Madam Web, I you know what. I don't blame Dakota Johnson for not wanting to watch herself work because we don't want to watch it either, apparently. Um, meditating with Kung Fu Panda. I think if you, it can help children learn mindfulness, cool. And, and adults, adults like pandas too. Um, Katy Perry, I don't really care about what she's doing. Uh, Santos suing Jimmy Kimmel. I don't think he'll get anywhere. It's fair use. Um, when you book things on Cameo, you can book them in a way that you can use them commercially. He probably did that. He's got no case. Uh, Zachary Bryan getting arrested. Ch Child stars seem very troubled. Feel bad for him. Star Wars fan script. I'm surprised it didn't go for more, honestly. Uh, Foundation I've never heard of. The Greenland sequel, let's call it Iceland. And Danny Masterton nice. should get his balls shoved off and beaten up. Um, dying's too good for him. Yes. <laughs> Rachel got it. Rachel got those hot takes, tapping them down, making it happen. Hearts and some balloons, and maybe a little confetti. Let's go! Come on, great hot takes, Rachel. How do feel? I knew if I just talked fast enough, I could get through it. <laughs> 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 that's kind of how it goes sometimes on hot takes too uh yeah it's kind of yeah yeah they're, they're very right they look very nice tonight yes so i'm gonna put it out there right now I'm putting the starting the poll right now you tell us who you think won hot takes now a lot of breaking news a lot of stuff happening in the business as always excited to see what you think who won hot takes tonight so again thank you for being here on a tuesday for this special cruise control but again great again cross board again Dan masterson that thing's a lot that's a lot i know uh again the, what he was freaking doing not cool man and honestly that's why he's put away for a long time so snippy snippy jake says oh boy yeah, anyways co-host or guest <laughs> it's violent yeah we call this uh i guess uh celebrity violence tonight i don't know uh, look, but if you if you assault somebody you've lost the right to it and that's why he's locked <laughs> away <laughs> oh boy yeah anyways he doesn't need it anymore right you, yeah, you I, I, misuse that's, it that's you lose it <laughs> <laughs> oh look at her getting serious <laughs> That's a good cutting point for the segments later. That's all I got to say. And I will cut right there later. Anyways, we got a lot to talk about, everybody. You know, this is that time on Cruise Control. We have a discussion section. And it's time for us to get into it. All right, everybody. Now it's time to talk about Clue for a second. Because Clue... By Hasbro has been in development for a long time. I mean, back in 2019, Ryan Reynolds came on for this project and he was supposed to lead the whole project. Of course, I know a lot of people on the show might love Ryan Reynolds. We're excited about that. But now Hasbro is 
pawning it off. They're sending it off to somebody else. They're actually shopping the rights and they've given up on that project. It was uh, the director, everything's dropped. They're starting all over from scratch and they're selling the TV and film rights in hopes to have this IPness come to life again and thrive in the business again after 40 years from the last one coming out. I love the very first clue. I mean, it was amazing. It was fun. It was campy, but it was also interesting to see how they did it. Of course, the biggest whodunit before all these whodunits have come out these days, before all the big reboots, remakes of, of Mysteries, Murder's Mysteries. This was the very first one for me and it's based off a game and it was funny just play that game as those kid like you know it was the guy in the, the butler in the fucking library with the candlestick you know all that shit but now we have a new thing going forward 20th century is now selling it off will it be good will it not be good are we excited about clue is this a good thing for the franchise moving forward going off and selling to somebody else what do we think what do we think Jake, are you a big fan of Clue? Are you excited to see Clue moving forward as a franchise? Now, Hasbro has been going nuts with this kind of stuff ever since Barbie did well, ever since all these projects, we've got, we got Hot Wheels, all this stuff moving forward. You know, they're trying to, you know, take care and, and use these IPnesses of the past and like bring them to life from game form to movie form. Is this one you want to see? And do you think it's good sign for the movie that they're trying to sell the rights after trying to develop it for so long? Uh, I didn't watch the first one. I do yeah, like whodunit shows, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of over the rehashing of things. You know, it's everything's been it's been so overdone, and then, I don't know. I might watch it. It depends. Did you watch? Did you watch anything like uh, uh, Knives Out, or did you watch uh, the Murder <laughs> Murder Mystery with uh, Adam Sandler? Those kind of movies. You like that kind of stuff? I watched that one. I watched Adam Sandler's. That one was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was more comedy. This has a lot of comedy elements to it too, Jake. I think that's okay. what you might like about it as well. Uh, and it has just it just has like this, I don't know, like this 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 kind of feel good kind of funny stuff like this kind of yeah, you know stuff like this is happening where there's it's over the top, it's big, it's large, it's in your face. You yeah. know, is that is that something that might like you know draw you to watch it nowadays? That you know this is happening as someone that's never seen it before. Would it make you go back and watch something like this now? I don't know, maybe you know if you if it comes highly suggested from you, I'll check it out. Dude, it's it's a it's a fun movie. I'm just saying, it's a fun movie. Is it like the uh, small hand guy? Like, yeah, it's it, well, it's 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 kind. Of, I mean, it's kind. Of, I mean, honestly, it's not that campy, but it has okay. a lot of camp to it. You know, it's a comedy, but it's not like Master of Time. You know, yeah. it's not like that completely. But Use modern version hand. of Clue. Yeah, Knives Out is a modern version of Clue Queen. Hundred percent. That's what it is. Uh, and they're just trying to make it something different again. Now they want to go back to the original IP and make this something real again. Oh, it's gonna work. Rachel, what do you think? Do you see Clue? Do you think it's a good idea to rebooting this now? And are you are you worried about this franchise moving forward? I think once you've already done something perfectly, you don't need to do it again. I think yeah. that the version they already made is perfection. They don't need to be fucking with it. Um, I did like Queen's sort of suggestion here with making a television show, though. You can make an cool. anthology type series. You have similar players in each episode, and then different things happen, different setups, and different outcomes. I think that could be a really interesting way of handling it. Um, but I don't, we don't need another movie. Mm -mm. They nailed it out of the park. We're good. Yeah, and the cast too. Like, how do you replace that cast, though, too, from the original? It was so good. I, I, mean, I just don't even know how you can even start. You don't. You don't. Yeah. Don't touch it. Remake movies that were bad. Take a bad mm -hmm. movie that had a good concept and make it better. Stop remaking movies that were good. Yeah. Like stuff that actually worked before. But now the, right. th that's a problem with them. Again, that's the biggest problem with the industry as we talk about all the time here on Cruise Control is that 
they made money before, it's got to make money again, right? That's what they think. It's got to make money. As you know, being show business, I understand that. But then at the same point, I'm like, but you know, I don't want you to touch with though. You know, I don't want you to mess with it. Lexi and I have this conversation all the time about there's so many movies out there that had like just such a great concept and they didn't have the money or the right director or the right cast. Like something was wrong about it. And it just, it didn't do what it was supposed to do. And there's so many good concepts out there that deserve a second chance. Yeah, one of those. I agree. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, Peppy agrees Please. too. The good movies alone. Don't, don't, yeah. when they remade Rocky Horror, it was stupid and bad. This is going to be stupid. If Tim Curry's in it, leave it alone. Tim Curry's awesome, man. <laughs> he was so good in this too. Rocky. Um, that's a different movie, but still, it's, it gets yeah. what comes in my head. <laughs> GR, how you feeling about this? So you see the original clue, you hear about this. Is this writing on the wall that this is not going to actually happen anyways? Or will like a murder mystery just fit in today? I have a question for you. How yeah. many original, when the original came out, how many of the endings did you see? Oh, I don't think I've seen all these endings. There's more endings? Yeah. There were three endings. I didn't know that they weren't. Was it like released like on a DVD later, or was it actually in no, the movie? All, all in the theaters had theaters different the same time. endings. I did not know that. You had to go to different yeah. theaters though to see the other endings. That's a cool. That's a cool idea though. Like you think they could? I'm surprised nobody else has done that too. It makes it more interesting. It, you know, it, it makes it. It was. It was fun to go to different theaters and say, "Which ending have you got?" Yeah. <laughs> well, what you got? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. It, it was a, it was a great movie, and like as Rachel just said, why make another m remake of something that was good? Do you think that Ryan Reynolds could have been good in this movie? Oh, if you get a good cast and good writing, you'll get a decent movie. But what's the point? It's already been yeah. made and was made well with a yeah. great cast. And that's what we say all the time and, on here too. Find a shitty movie or one that didn't do well. And make it better. And that's that that'd be great, you know, if you have a great killer concept that could be something amazing, but it just wasn't able to be done practically at that time, or maybe just what had the wrong director or the wrong cast, something was wrong about it, you know, or maybe they just realized they could have done something better, different with the story than they could do that nowadays. And they sometimes that happens, but for the most part, I feel like it's just rebooting stuff that we liked before, and then we have these high expectations for what's going to be when we see it, and it never lives up to it, well, unfortunately. Like people keep wanting yeah, to mess By the way, I just want to say a shout-out to a, a viewer that I haven't seen on here in the comments. The Who's God that? King is with us tonight. Oh, he is, yes. <laughs> sure, the legend continues, he says. <laughs> Welcome to Cruise Control. Yeah, um, what were you saying, Rachel? I was saying they just they keep like Jerry was saying they keep wanting to take these movies that did well and and do them again like it's like saying you want to remake The Wizard of Oz like leave it alone. <laughs> it yeah. was fun. We're talking about that too. But we got I mean we got uh you know we we do have uh, Wicked coming out so that's in a way but it's different because it is like, different. It's yeah. derivative. It's like a prequel almost. And um, they tried to do that one with uh, was James Franco before in the past. That was actually kind of fun. Great visual, Sam Raimi, great director, but it just still fell flat, you know, for a lot of it, people. It's just unnecessary. Just just come up with a new goddamn idea. Yeah, well, they don't like to do that. One that didn't do well. Like, that's all you yeah. can do. They, they should make a movie called Harrison, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, Harrison would be great. That'd be that'd be a great movie. Or a limited series, or maybe 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 four to five seasons, maybe. I could do five, you know. I think that'd be good for it, too. You know, <laughs> that could be fun. Back for the last season, maybe. 
I'll put, I'll put a link in there for if you guys want to check out what we're talking about later. But uh, yeah, I, honestly, I like Clue. I think it was a great movie at the time. Uh, we already have all these whodunits out as it is. Do we need to revisit this? I feel like, honestly, at the end of the day, the fact that they're trying Hasbro is trying to pawn it off on somebody else after trying to develop it for a long time, having a huge talent, Ryan Reynolds are attached to it. I feel like it's just not going to work right now. Maybe it will, but I just feel like right now it's going to go to the wayside and we're not going to see it for a long time. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. It just doesn't look good to me that you're selling the property off. It's like they have no faith in it, but... You know, that's what it is. But somebody else that doesn't have a clue and the royal family has no faith in it is Prince Harry. And Prince Harry's back in the news, everybody, because Prince Harry wants to be back in the royal family. That's right. Uh, I mean, I knew I was going to say it eventually, but he said he's willing to return and temporarily for a role in the British royal family because of what's been going on with his father. Now, I said, while his kid, while King Charles III undergoes treatment for cancer, he would like to come back in a limited, limited way to help out the family and be back involved and come back home and be a part again. Okay. Interesting. And what's uh, what's his brother to say about that? Well, Prince William says his friends, tells his friends there's no chance, no chance in hell. This is going to happen. And he said Harry will not return to his duties. And I kind of believe that if he doesn't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. But I also think, as we talk about the royal family all the time, because it's kind of fun to talk about this drama, Harry, is he going through something? There have been rumors for a while that him and Meghan might not work out. So is it because his dad's going through stuff or is it because something else is happening? GR, having come from the land of the UK, what do you think about this? About your royal family, do you think that Prince Harry will be welcomed back with open arms, hugs and kisses and all the sorts? The grand in, in, in a word, no. <laughs> um, is probably worried about his dad, probably. I mean, it is his dad. But yeah, hundred percent. And also in my and you and I kind of talked about this before, Brian. I think yep. I think he's getting ready to dump the the slut he's married to. <laughs> and then he'll wow. come back. And maybe they'll take him back. But if he goes back before his brother takes the throne. Yeah. If, his, <laughs> if he if his brother's on the throne, he'll never get back. I feel like I don't think he'll forgive him. They were so close too for a long time, Gr. And now he was even saying too that Meghan Markle cannot be trusted. That's what Prince William said. So I don't know. I, she, I, how she got him to do what he did? She has him. Well, I won't go. I won't say that on the air. That wouldn't be nice. But well, I you know, we, we. If he goes back, he goes back for his father. That's the <laughs> the only reason at this point. I, I hope so too. And I, if, if that's what it is, and he is just actually wanting to give back, that makes sense. And he's worried about his family. That that makes sense. It might be something like you're saying too. You never know. Like I said, there were rumors they were going to divorce, you know, lawyers a while back. But then again, those were debunked. Maybe who knows? Uh, I think though, she's doing her own stuff, her podcast. He doesn't really have much she's doing right now. So maybe there is some writing on the wall there that they might be separating the uh, the Markle dilemma might be done soon, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he just wants to help family. I hope that's what it is. And there's nothing else going on besides that. I hope, I hope that, you know, but what do we think? Rachel, what do you think? Do you think that this is uh, right in the wall? The Royal family is going to reconcile and come back together. It took this, uh, this scare, this hell scare for Harry to see his ways, or is there more to the story? And he won't be welcome back anytime soon. I think what's important to remember when talking about a lot of this are two things. One, a lot of this is hearsay. We can, true. You, they speculate all the time. Oh, Prince William said this. So and so said that. It's all completely hearsay. The the royal UK family has not made statements like that um, publicly. 
So it, it's all just, who knows? Who knows if it's true what anyone said in the tabloids. Um, when it comes to Harry p potentially rejoining the family, there are um, strong indications that that's a possibility. There, um, the Sussex's website went back up. Um, their their royal social medias are active again, and and that's kind of brings me to the second thing that's important to remember is that at the end of the day, this is a family biz business of sorts. So if his family's struggling, it's easier to put aside the issues you may have had with the institution or with the family when your family's in a crisis. Yeah. So Which I... I can definitely see, like, he's still a human. He cares about his family. It's like, just because he <laughs> thinks what the institution has done to him and his mother and his wife is fucked up and he doesn't really want to be a part of it anymore. Like, Anne is the the princess royal Anne is is getting older. She's the hardest working royal there is. I have a lot of respect for her, but she's getting up there. She might not be able to take on as many duties anymore. Charles has to step aside to get treatments. Um, there's just a lot of older members of the family that aren't going to be able to carry the weight of Charles stepping aside. And with him stepping up, that helps take care of those senior roles and those senior events and helps take pressure off of his family. So even if he joins in a professional capacity in a temporary situation, you know, that's, it's his life. It's fine. Yeah. It's his family. He, he loves, he loves his dad, whether or not his dad's a king or a, or a plumber, if it was a cobbler, family yeah, some of that, business yeah. and they had a, a falling out and his dad needed help, he'd probably come back too. Yeah. So. I mean, I do the same thing probably too. You kind of have those moments where you just, you know, the love of family goes a long way. I think that's probably what it is, uh, but you never know what could be happening in the inner workings. And of course the UK tabloids are freaking nuts. You know, they, we've had a comedy discussions about how they just, their biggest thing is like they get paid the Royal, the Royals are this whole, this like working where they get paid through the Royals to do this. It's mm -hmm. all part of, they're all in conjunction together. So like, you're going to see a of these things happening everyone's speculating and want to know and there's they make their money off it so that's how they do so we'll see what happens here though i, I can see tabloids it. would fold if they didn't have shit to make up about the royal family they, they just say they would be done they'd have nothing they would, they'd be all done but unfortunately for uh unfortunately for the royal family uh there's always going to be drama and they're going to be reporting on it so that's that's just what it is and i i really hope that you know they can reconcile and figure this out Dig, do you think they can reconcile can harry come home will he be welcomed home or do you think that uh williams at the end of the day shut this down and say no you you did your netflix specials you put your podcasts out there you trashing us enough and you cannot come home even though we do love you take off uh, and do your thing i don't know i mean if harry it might be like mr potter going back to the dursleys i don't think it's going to go so well. Um, but uh, I think, like you said, you know, family's always, um, it's a strong motivator to put a lot aside that you've done in the past. Um, and I agree with that. There's, you know, forgiveness is underrated. Um, and I think we could use a lot more of that. So I think if he was welcomed back with open arms, it would send a very, very strong signal to the world that, um, Hey, guess what? This is possible, everybody. Uh, so, you know, and the royal family doesn't really do a lot with politics anymore, but it's more of a symbol of what the ideal family should be. Um, and they screw it up a lot, but it also gives everybody an example to learn from. So I, 
I don't know. It could go either way. So, I, I mean, we'll have to see. Honestly, and, I, and you see, like the there was so much love, like every family, you know, them together, and how they were before everything. And of course, like you know, people make different choices in life too, and it takes some different directions in their family. Hence, why Jake, a lot of people, like you know, they don't, they don't like we said, their their family's plumbers or something like that. They don't follow the plumbing business if their family right. has been establishing a. A, a casting office for years. Some people just don't do that. Hollywood happens. Like a lot of people you'll have in the business that, you know, are a third generation grip or a fourth generation actor. But there's also a lot of people that are like, I've, I've heard they're just like move away because they want nothing to do with the business too. It happens in every, every aspect of society, every, every career path, every kid has to make that choice. And he made his own choice. And I think as a family, maybe they will welcome him back. Cause in the, the day, don't you still love that person? And uh, then again, if Megan's there, GR, it might not happen. Right. No, Shane's in hell. <laughs> I don't know. We're we'll have to wait and see. There's a lot of animosity in this family, and I hope at the end of the day they can work it out, and it's not going to be just drama constantly. But if it is, we'll be talking about it here on Cruise Control, and also the UK tablets will be too, because that's what that kind of happens. But I hope they can just get together and just figure this out, and I hope they just keep staying alive and staying as a family, because the Bee Gees are also staying alive, everybody. They're coming back in form of the uh, movie. Ridley Scott's doing the Bee Gees biopic moving forward, and uh, they're staying alive. They're, ha, 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 staying alive. And, but anyways, Ridley Scott's I'm negotiating right now. You'd be drinking. <laughs> I, I know. I, I get my impressions out early in the week so that I don't have to drink that much on a Friday. It happens anyways. That's how it goes. But Scott Free Productions is going to be hopefully doing the Bee Gees biopic and uh he's moving forward with michael press is his producing partner and uh they're gonna okay they've had the rights for the bgs for a long time at paramount they got their life rights to the give family estate back in 2019 and at that point that meant they had the rights to the the music, the movie rights, the movie music rights in a movie. I mean, everything to do with the Bee Gees, Paramount's had since 2019. They've been sitting on it. And the idea is to make something along the lines of the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. And it makes somewhere it really showcases this biopic. And it goes deep dive into what the Bee Gees went through, how they formed, you know, how it all went down and how they became a big success. that was selling more than 220 million records. And they were a big, big band. And of course, we talk about Staying Alive. That was a big hit. I'm just doing the whole thing. Travolta, the whole thing, Saturday Night Fever. That was a big moment in their career. But I think there's a lot more to their story than we actually know. Uh, it's, a, it's a big band. So I'm kind of excited to see, especially a director like Ridley Scott making this happen. I love Ridley Scott. I think anybody else, if you can do epic movies like he can, I want an epic gladiator type BGs movie. Like, why not? Give me that shit all day. I'm ready for it. Gladiator I think it'd be kind of meets- cool. Alien meets the Bee Gees. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, all that. I think that's freaking cool. Be staying alive, be staying dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jake's got a little bit going there. Got a little bit going. Uh, yeah, it could be easy, but I think it could be. It's got to be called Staying Alive, right? It's got to be called Staying Alive. It's got to be right. I don't know. Bee Gees, Staying Alive. Got maybe well, left. Yeah. yeah. Bee Gees. <laughs> BG, the BG. Uh, Jake, will this be a good idea? I think it's a good biopic moving forward. Is Ridley Scott the man to make this happen? How do you feel about a BG's biopic moving forward from Paramount? Uh, right, Tim. Tim's got a good point there. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, it might be. It's it's good timing because the people who are going to watch it lived through, you know, their their debut and all that. So, um, I probably won't watch it oh come on <laughs> i i don't i'm not i'm not i probably won't i don't know <laughs> yeah well it's, i'll be honest it's cruise control we're always honest on cruise control yeah 
<laughs> yeah, stay honest, Jake. Uh, is there any aspect, okay, because they were a sensation, Jake. They were a huge sensation. Uh, do you know anything about the BGs besides staying alive? And do you think, though, even, even, even that's all you know, uh, do you think their career warrants a big, big, epic movie, like a Ridley Scott movie, to bring their life story to work, uh, to, to life, I should say? Uh, I don't know. I don't know enough on, about Jake. it. Like, I know the song, but... Um, <laughs> I've will Travolta be in it? Uh, maybe. You imagine cast Bradley Cooper. That could be good, Tim. That could be really good. Is there anybody you can think of casting at all, Jake? Because you were in casting for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, you were in, you know, you were in casting, but you're working with casting and mm-hmm. working as a manager. Is there anybody that like just like tickles your innards a little bit to be like the cast of the Bee Gees? Uh, Justin Timberlake and Jimmy Fallon. Um, <laughs> he's he's got ideas right here, everybody. He's a comedy, right? Let's see. And throw in today's uh, throw in Jack Black. Jack Black would be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that would be fun. He, he knew some big old, you know, Tenacious D. Uh, I was going to say yeah, something you get the I bunch say. involved for sure. Yeah, Mark and his brothers, they could do it. Yeah. Get Mark in there. Yeah. I'm doing so it's, it's gonna make, it's gonna make a Bee Gees movie. It'd be good. It'd be staying alive. It'd be awesome. Get the, fun, get, from you. get the funky bunch back together. Yeah. Funk it up. Just funk it up. <laughs> it can be good. Rachel, you got any casting ideas for this? Are you excited about Ridley Scott making a Bee Gees uh, biopic? I actually like the Bee Gees, so I, like, I'm kind of here for it. <laughs> uh, <I laughs> That's a good bit. Good idea. I think it could be really interesting. I think they're a very iconic band that a lot of people don't really know about. That much about like their personal lives are behind the scenes. So I think it could be really interesting. Um, like the comments have said, Ridley Scott fucking nails it out of the park. So I don't, I don't Always. see a problem with this. <laughs> I'm here for uh, it. Um, I hope it's my, my hope with all biopics is that they are at least mostly accurate in their portrayals. We have gone through a lot of really sugar-coated biopics lately where they kind of skirt some issues that the artists may have had and they turn away from it and they just kind of don't acknowledge it and i don't want that i don't want that out of any biopic people are people people are dynamic they aren't all good all the time yeah don't hide the darkness um especially in the world of rock music and, and stardom and disco and and all that like you're going to run into things that aren't going to be popular among people you're going to have drug use you're going to have womanizing you're going to have all sorts of uh, things that people don't generally see as positive characteristics and that's okay to portray because humans are dynamic and i, I wish more uh, biopics would have more dynamic portrayals and there's definitely i gotta say i mean i don't know for sure but i'm, I'm pretty sure there was some drug use here in this band i don't know i'm yeah. just saying at that time at least at least one of them od'd i think yeah, so that's a, that's a whole that's a whole bunch of drama they can showcase. To, to they may have lost lost it lost a G to the to the to the D. Um, I don't know, uh, but, but yeah, it's it's really sad that these rock stars go through this kind of stuff. Gr, did you did you like were you influenced by the Bee Gees at all? Did you love the well, Bee Gees? It, I mean, influenced, but I mean, I, I mean, you I had the long them. hair. Were, you had the long were, hair like them too. You're well, rocking back it. Back in the day, I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, if, they weren't as big here on the in the papers and all that as they are down under. But that's yeah where they're from. But they they were a dynamic group. 
some incredible music, and I, I don't know if they deserve a you know to be idolized, but they were incredibly, incredibly musicians. And unfortunately, like so many of uh, <clears throat> my generation, they 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 imbibed too many different uh, substances. Yeah, and which is unfortunately very- that hurt them, and and eventually killed at least one we know of. It's just sad that happens all the time too. It's like unfortunate that people, you know, turn to substances and it's like, you're so talented and you're doing so much. Then all of a sudden it's just like, your life is just like, you know, it just it destroys a lot of people. And yeah, I think that makes it, it does, you know, for the studio, it, I think it shows what not to be. And I hope they portray that, like how not to be, how you should be if you're going to do this business, like how hard it is on people. And I hope they're able to portray that. I think Ridley Scott can capture the grittiness and like you really get into it and show it. He's such a freaking great director. Yeah. I'm very excited to see what he can bring out of this too. Most of them are gone here, right, Queen? It's it's very sad. It's like, and that's why Paramount's had the rights to the estate for everything for since 2019. It makes me wonder, Brian, you know, we were talking about how many of, artists use drugs or alcohol. I'm wondering if for some reason artists don't have on some level uh, an addictive personality that they don't know about and they get into business and all of a sudden they start messing with stuff They and they're hooked. Yeah. So accessible. Once you reach a certain level of fame, people are just passing it out. It's just, especially yeah. in that time I mean, period, you'd, you'd go to a party, there'd just be cocaine everywhere. Okay. Oh, yeah. The first time I walked into a party like that, I it would there was a table, and yeah. there was co- a pile of coke. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! So, I love it. Accessibility. Calm down, the cocaine man. Happy. Calm down. I'm actually really excited about that. <laughs> I know you are. Peppy, please. Well, you would be, Peppy. <laughs> hey, kids, don't do cocaine. There's fentanyl in it now. It's not, it's not um, good, yum, Peppy. Yum, yum for the tum-tum. <laughs> Damn it, Peppy, calm down, man. Rachel, continue. Sorry, Peppy's a little drug addict. I think uh, between the accessibility and the fact that certain personalities tend to be attracted to stardom, and there's also the pressures of stardom and it just it's it's all a combination that doesn't lead to a lot of people being able to resist that temptation or to not go too hard into it. Yeah, I think that I think it's very, it's very, you're right. It's, it's just, it just becomes too easy. It's too accessible. It's too, uh, the way, I mean, back in that day, two people are just throwing around as oh, we're yeah. talking about. It was, it was on tables and people are just having a good time. It's normal. It was normalized so much. And the business is still like that. You see a lot of uh, artists and singers, they just get burnt out by it because again, there's, you're working how many days traveling and you're, you're working your body down. You're on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. And then we got, you need to pick me up. Is there alcohol or cocaine apparently, or what, you know what I mean? It's people just turn to that shit you know stay away from drugs mm-hmm. you're right right David Banner. everybody said dr- drugs are bad including drugs are bad yeah, okay. yeah yeah but this is happening a bg's movie i hope that's called staying alive and i hope that it is uh i hope it's good i hope it really does showcase all the good the bad the ups and the downs lefts and the rights square root of all life and i hope that it doesn't just like sugarcoat shit and make it be like oh the bg's are great they were they were a great influence the, you know and they were awesome and they had a good style and they helped Staying alive becomes successful. I hope it's not that. I hope it's a way of showcasing the wrongs that happen to people that get involved in this business and the tribulations and the problems they go through because it's it's a lot they go through it in order to make this their career and to become successful. And unfortunately, a lot of people get lost and 
Bee Gees. Need a good story. Need a good story. They really do. But somebody else that needs a good story, and it kind of sounds great to me because there've been a lot. There've been a lot of them coming around. It's the Beatles, everybody. The Beatles for a long time. We just had a bunch of stuff come out with Peter Jackson with the Beatles. Of course, we had the last song just come out, and the Fleetwood, a Fleetwood Mac movie would be fucking great too. But the, the Beatles drama. have had a lot of amazing, so much drama that that I've been listening to that album Rumors a lot recently. It is oh, so yeah. good. Oh yeah. If anybody's if going through anything in life, just about, oh, just about rumors, rumors, it would yeah. be so be, good. Awesome. I'd be all about that. Like tomorrow, please doing cocaine and breaking up with each other. And it was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It it sounds like a great drama and it's a great story. I can't wait to see something like that happen, but there is another movie coming forward. That's a biopic. Well, there's actually four movies coming forward that will all tie together in a multiversal Beatles world. And that leads me to our featured story of the night. So Sam Mendez has an idea that he's pushed forward for four biopics. Well, four stories about the Beatles career, all meshing together from every perspective of each Beatle. So, of course, we're going to get a John movie. We're going to get a Ringo movie. We're going to get a Paul movie. We're going to get a George movie. And at the same time, they're all going to come out the same year, apparently, too. That's what they're kind of saying. They release four movies, all interconnected. And it's going to show, show one big story of all the Beatles coming together from all their different perspectives. And this is a freaking monumental, like kind of a big undertaking, I would say, for anybody to take on. I mean, four separate movies. It's a lot. It's a lot, but it sounds like a great idea if you make it happen. And you know what? They actually have all the rights now, too. The families have come on board. Paul McCartney, Ringo have signed off. And, of course, the families of the late, great George and John have come on, too, to allow this to happen. The very first time this has happened, that's a big, big move to tell a biopic about the Beatles in this way. And they're calling it innovative, and they're calling it groundbreaking. And they say they have a strategy that's going to change the business, pretty much, how they're going to release these movies and put these movies together. And they have, again, full support for the script. They're very excited and they're going to come out in 2027. So it's not that far away. That sounds insane. You're right, David Banner. It sounds nuts, but it's, it, it's happening. I heard this today and I was like, oh, this is definitely a feature story today because I, I love the Beatles and I love an idea like this because it's definitely different for film and we always ask for different. You're telling a story now. What time of their lives will it be? We have no idea what it's going to be about, how it'll connect. Is it from the very beginning to the very end of the Beatles? We don't know. It's very early on. This was just announced today, but I'm excited about this. I think it is very ambitious. I will say that one more time. Very ambitious to do four movies and have them all connect in a way because as you work on set, you know, it's very hard. It's very hard to actually have continuity between everything just on set for a day, but to do continuity between four different movies is insane. Like, and then you're shooting by the same time. So you probably have to have people running back and forth, giving notes back and forth to make sure that it works and everything's connected. It's, it's a logistic nightmare. Whoever's the ADs on this project and the production manager and the line producer uh, for all these projects they're going to have a headache but hopefully they create magic and hopefully sam mendes can make this become something that's fantastic that will just change how we look at biopics and tell the best story ever about the beatles because again we're losing you know we've lost two we only have two left and that last song that just came out is just it's so fitting for like what they went through in their last song i just want them to do a good story to tell like of the beatles and this sounds like a great idea it does gr being a big fan probably right growing up the beatles too are you excited? Yeah, is this I remember too- when they were on Ed Sullivan watching his dead night. <laughs> Loving the Beatles, right? Oh, uh, hell is yes. This, is God, this something you... I got the albums in the car. You know, I've listened to them. <laughs> the songs by heart. 
Yeah, I, I do too, too. It's like they've touched so many generations, GR, and they are still doing the same thing today that that like now now and then it was like it blew up. The charts went to number one. Is this a good idea for their legacy? Does this make sense when they sign on for this? And can this be done where it actually all connects without it being a clusterfuck of too much? I think Sam could do it. I think it, it, it's going to be hard. I mean, everybody knows who they are. Um, they're... They were, they're all great in their own way, you know, but oh yeah, I want it to be good because if they don't do an incredible job, people will rip it to, to shreds. Yeah, but I really would. People will look putting together a biopic on each of them of quality. And that's, yeah, what's, David, man, that's what's important, GR. And what David Banner said too, it's like, just like the John Lennon one alone would be a sad ending. So it makes me wonder if it would be something like it would just connect until like, like that'd be kind of, that'd be actually very fascinating. The John Lennon one ended with his death, you know, cause it is his perspective. And then the George Harrison one ends with his death. And then the other ones end with them going a little bit longer into the future. That would be kind of cool and showing where they're at today. But I don't know, maybe they would have it be at a certain ending, a crosshairs. Maybe the it- band breaks up. Yeah, I think it ends when the Beatles ends. That would make, you yeah, know, that's, I, I that's think so too. But it's going to be a biopic about the Beatles. Yeah. It needs to end when they split. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you I could mean, do that, like I, a post thing about like their scene. lives afterwards or like a little, like little, you know, the, the flashcards with like little scripts and stuff at the end of things that just kind of wrap it up real fast. A little epilogue. Yeah. That but, could be kind of cool. Um, you know Are you excited about this, Rachel? That blows the, the, the feeling of it. Yeah. Um, Actually, I don't think they're going to make everybody happy. Yeah, uh, you're right. I think that if you show them true to all their faults, people are going to be really mad. I think if you sugarcoat it too much, people are going to be really mad. So I think either way, it's, it's, it's going to be a difficult thing to make everybody happy. Um, because... It, these are some of the largest and most well-known figures in music history and people have very strong opinions on them um people idolize them oh yeah have practically sanctified george or john lennon um so you can't tell his story true to his faults and true to his humanness and have the people who have made him basically a biblical figure in their lives be happy with that um i i it's it's weird for me to say that i'm excited about a beatles project because i'm a huge beatles fan like i respect what they did for music i like that they're just chaos gremlins basically Um, (laughs) chaos gremlins absolutely they went from like a little like poppy boy band to making like acid music it's insane (laughs) and i love it i love that aspect about them and their career that they just kind of said fuck it and did what they wanted to do um and i respect that but i've not i've not been the biggest beatles fan throughout my life i think i think at times they can be a bit overhyped they're good but i don't know if they're the best thing ever I don't know what I, is I, the best thing ever. It's controversial. <laughs> I don't. Hot take. Uh, hot take. It's a hot take. <laughs> I think. I think if you like the Beatles and you shit on the Beach Boys, you're wrong. You you sh- you have to like the Beach Boys if you like the Beatles too. Me too. 
Well, there's, uh, another, there's some guy named Elvis who was kind of big too. <laughs> yeah, you know, somebody was pretty. The Beach Boys and Elvis or, and uh, the Beatles are really easy to compare because they made kind of similar music in in like the pop, like the boy bandy type aspect at first. Uh, so I I like I like uh, the Beach Boys a lot. Um, Beach Boys are great. They are. Great. And, the, and the Beatles uh, are great too. And the, I, I say the monkeys too. I know people give the monkeys a hard yeah, time, but I like yeah, the, monkeys the monkeys too. Deserve respect too. Um, hey, hey, the monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's good. It's not Friday. <laughs> that, yeah, right. Uh, As you drink. The of this film is going to be really interesting. I think I'm excited about seeing how they kind of play it off. It'll be really interesting to see the same actors playing the same characters in four different films, but from completely that's, different perspectives that's um, the thing too you have to shoot like you have to do like a movie this year this yeah. year this year this year then you have to edit them along the way yeah. or you shoot, shoot maybe you shoot maybe you shoot the scenes just different perspectives every time you know maybe you just shoot like Absolutely. one extended shoot you just do like a eight month nine month shoot and then you just kind of jump around and do different things from that person's perspective people have different perspectives on the same event yeah some people see this you know while my actions weren't fucked up and then the other person's like oh well you're a fucking villain so it's gonna be interesting to see how those dynamics play out um and i i disagree there is a need for a ringo movie you leave ringo (laughs) ringo is my favorite people and i will fight for (laughs) (laughs) ringo ringo you know, he's just a goofy guy who makes pictures on Microsoft Paint now. Leave him alone. Temperatures <laughs> um, <laughs> are hot tonight. I love it. Thanks, thanks, Babs. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, I, I've rambled on, and like I said about the BGs, I I just want biopics to be true to the fact that humans are complicated creatures. Yeah. I agree. And that's biopics should touch on all that. The good, the bad, the ugly, like we said, like everything. And I think it could be kind of cool to see like even like a sequence where they're together, like working on a song. One person might remember that being like fighting and screaming at each other. The other person's like, right. it was all calm and it was normal. And I see nothing right. wrong with that. I think it could be very fascinating to see how they do it. Jake, are you excited about this Beatles project moving forward? Is it going to be great for you? You want to see this day one and you think it's uh, it's going to really change the way they look at cinema and biopics moving forward. Uh, I don't know. It could go either way. Um, they they better do a good job because, I mean, there's I don't know if you guys have seen the anthology that's out. Um, it's I don't remember how many total hours it is about the whole story. So, yeah. you know, it's out there. Everybody knows. Um, and, you know, there's there's so many details. So just the nuances of their relationship as they progressed. And Paul was always kind of like the that we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, you know, I don't really care what you think, uh, kind of driver behind the whole thing. And John was, yeah. Um, it's going to be really interesting. I'm excited to see it, but, um, uh, they, they're going to have to do it justice. Or like Rachel said, people are gonna be mad. Oh, yeah. um, How's the casting going to be for this Jake? Is it going to be nuts? Casting? Uh, yeah, that's going to have to be on point too. I don't know. No, you're right. It's going to have to be on point, man. Because there's, they have to catch all of the, the nuances. Yeah, like they're everywhere. Ringo will be easy to cast. He's he's just <laughs> oh more more Ringo. He's hey, just the guy, everybody. right? He'll be super uh, easy to cast. He's John, a goofy looking uh, motherfucker. Yeah, though. John won't be yeah. easy to cast. Um, uh, 
I think so is John for that. I matter. think George will they be George <laughs> might be the hardest one to cast because he's like he's the deepest one. He only wrote two songs out of their whole catalog. So one of the best songs. Here comes the sun. Right. Awesome. And so, so good. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. I, I, yeah. I think it'll be interesting if they get the uh, surviving Beatles opinions uh, throughout the process. I hope they do. I hope they really get them in there and have them help. And they, they signed off on whatever the script is they have right now, or yeah. I guess scripts. So it's it's got to be. It's got to be very interesting for them. And it's got to be. It's like hard to tell, though, because it could be completely biased towards them. Being the surviving members, they can sign off and be like, hey, yeah, you aren't talking yes. shit about me. Right. <laughs> right. Right. No, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. Like, I'm going I'm like, to just. Speak oh, this. no. Is Brian going to Epstein... say anything bad about me? Brian Epstein's <laughs> dead, right? Did Brian Epstein die? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, maybe he was their manager. Yeah, I, think uh, maybe. I think he passed a couple years ago, yeah. maybe. Did he? Because he'd be a wealth of information too if yeah. he was still around. I don't know. So, so Sam Mendez, Queen, is doing the whole thing. So, I'm, I'm guessing it is going to be one of those things where it's just like, because they haven't said really much about it. But as a production standpoint, as we're talking about it, I think it has to be one of those things where they just have a massive extensive shoot, like maybe even a year, you know, a year shoot where they're just going back and forth. They take a couple, maybe, maybe it takes like a week per scene because they have to do every perspective, you know, it, it would probably, they'll be probably living in scenes multiple days. I mean, it's, it's a lot to go through. I mean, I don't know. It seems like a logistic nightmare to me. The more I think about it, the more I'm less excited about this because I think it is going to be super sugar-coated. Because <laughs> the surviving girls are not going to sign off on anything that makes them look bad. Yoko is not going to sign off on anything that makes John look bad. I'm sure well, George Harrison has somebody in his quarter. <laughs> yeah, they all the, the estates are apparently are also involved. Guys, just but, just for the record, Brian Epstein died in 1967. Yeah, he's, he's been dead for a long dead. time then. Yeah, he's he gone. He gone. He's been gone for a while. Um, but uh, I believe Yoko has the Musical. rights for anything related to John Lennon. And uh, she has been very protective of his legacy. Um, yeah. Which, say what you will about her. Either way, people have their opinions on Yoko. But one Don't thing get me started done, on her. <laughs> one thing she has done is work very hard to preserve his legacy respectfully. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, she let those music come out too, Rachel. But she had those tracks for the last Beatles songs, and she let that come out too. And they were able to work on it, and she signed off on it. So she has let his legacy still play forward after his death. She could have just hung on to that stuff and didn't do anything with it. Oh, absolutely. She lets it play forward, but she is very. um, She she wants to make sure the narrative is very positive. Yeah, I agree. Damn, skip it. Thanks, Peps. I think it's going to be a really happy-go-lucky, sugar-coated biopic yeah I, I hope not i really hope it's not especially with four movies because i mean i really i want one to be like it'd be kind of cool if they're all kind of different genres like their perspectives like one is like it's very much all love and then one's like it's all fighting and one it's like a mix of it and then one is like it's all like we were never meant to work yet. i mean it'd be interesting to see how they do it they could have then a lot Ringo's, of fun with this Ringo's just vibing yeah gringo's vibing <laughs> the whole time he's like he's he really was. Yeah. Yeah. His movie could be really fun. He'd be mm-hmm. the funnest of all of them, you know? And then all of a sudden, like, John's is like super dark and, like, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like so much drama. 
it, it could be. And then maybe George is like, he's like segregated for a long time. He's doing his own thing. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of ideas you can go with this, depending on how you actually look at their perspectives and their career and their life. And you get the family's input, what they were going through and you really capture what they were going through at that time. And maybe it could be a fantastic to delve into a new way of doing a biopic. But uh, Banner's talking about the Michael Jackson one's coming out too. And that's a big thing as well. Oh, or another he's, big he's biopic. that Michael owned the Beatles catalog for quite yes. a while. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? He was, and it was, it was uh, Paul was pissed because he, he wouldn't sell it back to him. Yeah, he, he didn't get back to him. They're, they're friends. And he's like, sell me it back. He's like, I yeah. want to, you know, you know it's what? like, come on, man. Paul explained to him that owning your music is the best investment you could possibly make. And then he went and bought Paul's music. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? He was pissed, <laughs> which I understand. I would be pissed too. I'd be pissed too. That was a jerk move. Aren't we friends? Can, can we be friends or give me my bucket music back? I mean, but you know what do you do? It's like, he's like, it's so good. I enjoy it. I make lots of money. You know? Okay, yeah. stop that voice. <laughs> <laughs> come on, GR, you got one in you, don't you? Give me, give me your best Michael Jackson. No, thank you. Michael, <laughs> why'd you buy my music, Michael? You're too old for me. There it is. <laughs> I, I think that was, I think everybody did a good job, right, Macho Man? Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Uh, but yeah, this is happening. Uh, the Beatles bio four picks are coming forward. So if you're a fan of the Beatles, get ready for four movies in 2027, showcasing all their different perspectives of their career at that time. And I'm guessing, as we're all saying, too, it'll probably end when the band breaks up. But you never know. There's a, the, 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 It's limitless. The options and the, the, the variables are limitless. We'll see what they do with this project. And hopefully it's good for Beatles fans. It's real. Do you know where the Beatles officially legally ended? Do you know? I don't know. I do. Uh, the final paperwork was signed at the Disney Polynesian Resort at Walt Disney World. Maybe they'll show that in the movie. <laughs> that could be kind of interesting, right? That's my biggest fun fact I know. <laughs> I like that. I, I will say the hardest part, though, for me is also going to be casting for this. I guess, you know, because, we, again, we have these perceptions of people and I, I understand it. Yeah, Queen, I love Beatles, too. Uh, and I get that, like, you know, they are very generic a lot of ways. But I think, though, to have the persona shine through so people believe that's that person, it's going to be tough. And they really should spend some time and get some gnome name people, I would say. Get, do, a, do a national search, find those people that can actually encompass and become the Beatle that they are, are you know, signed on to be and make something real and raw and true to those people and their personalities. Because you know what? I don't, I, I don't want to see like a Bradley Cooper or a Timothy Chalamet in here or Harry Styles. Get I don't, don't want to see that. They you love Chalamet. Honestly though, honestly, though, Timothy Chalamet could do George Harrison. Uh, he could look like him. He could. Do I want to see it? I think he's got enough work. <laughs> he's got enough work. He's lined up probably until 2050. So good for the Chalamet ling a ding dong. You know, he's he's busy, you know? But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. But the Beatles biopic is coming. Are you excited about it? Let us know. Anyways, everybody, happy Tuesday. Thank you for being here on Cruise Control. This is a short show we've had in a long time. Uh forgot the I forgot the but the hot takes. Oh, oh, the hot takes. Thank you for being on cruise up? control. It's the poll is up. The poll is up. I'm going to go to the breakdown right now. <laughs> oh, God, everybody. Okay. Jake and GR, I'm sorry. Peppy got 17%. Peppy got 17%. And Rachel got 83%. And Woo! Rachel has won. Hot takes, everybody. So I got to tell queen you. Of all, <laughs> the queen of hot takes, everybody. Miss Rachel Blakely. Rachel, how does it feel to win hot takes? You know what? You get some balloons. You get some fireworks. I'd like to the Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank 
Thank you, chat. Thank you for believing in me, chat. <laughs> Why is the, the guest host always the good guest hosts always seem to win? <laughs> well, everybody, I I don't know. You got you got, you got, you got, you got to step it up. You got to step it up, Gr. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Landslide. <laughs> I think I'm happy. Got seventeen percent. <laughs> Peppy got seventeen percent. I bet Peppy is feeling pretty good about that too. I mean, come on, Peppy, you don't get that. me, son. Oh, come on, man. I mean, I'm just saying, you didn't even do hot takes today. You can't just be like, give me hot takes. I win. Bada That's not boom. right, you know. Bada boom. All right, man. You know, whatever. You know, you, you just take it. I guess take your seventeen percent and go eat a snack someplace <laughs> and just enjoy your night. Okay. Yeah, you do that, man. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, thank you for being here on Cruise Control. Happy Tuesday. Hope you had a great time. Hope you had a fantastic, I guess it's like second day of the week or whatever, like your first day back after a long presidential weekend. Thank you so much, Mr. Jake Slanky, for being here as always. Appreciate you. Hope you had a good time on Cruise Control. And I hope to see you again very soon, man. Uh, Also, tell people about your your stuff again one more time. Tell about your seasonings. Come on, man. Uh, If you like to barbecue and cook out, um, you can go to ironoaksmoke.com and all of it's there. We're going to have to get like some lower thirds for you, too. Iron Oaks, everybody, check it out. The seasoning, it'll give you some Shazam in your afternoon. Um, like a movie so, that didn't exist. That didn't exist. Never happened. Never right. happened. Never happened. <laughs> Shazam! Uh, <laughs> but thank you for being here, Jake, as always. Appreciate you. Thank you, Thanks, Queen. Brain. Appreciate you being here, as always. Mr. GR Waters, thank you here. Mr. Thirsty Daddy himself, rocking in on a Tuesday. Thank you for being here on Cruise Control. Appreciate you, as always. Hope you had a great, fantastic Tuesday, and I hope you have a wonderful yeah, rest of your night. It was. My pleasure to be here. <laughs> Appreciate you, GR. Well, you'll be back on Friday, probably, too, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for being here, Tim. Miss Rachel Blakely, too. Thank you for being here on Cruise Control. Has always helped me out at the beginning of the week. It's a Monday, a Tuesday, some day that begins with a early day number. Wild, I don't know. Fucking not a number. A Monday or Tuesday. The queen of the early week stuff. Miss Rachel Blakely, thank you so much. Hope you had a great time tonight. Queen of hot takes. Queen of hot takes. Wow. <laughs> Getting that title in there. We will see everyone next uh, Monday. Next Tuesday. Monday. We'll Hopefully Monday. I think we'll be back <laughs> in the Monday wagon next week. Uh, I just like I've been again battling the Rona off, so it's uh, it's been a it's been a been a been a rough few Still days. Better. Take take yeah. your meds. Everyone out there, if you get uh, COVID, go get your Paxlovid. It saves Paxlovid. Us. Cruise Control is brought to you by Paxlovid. I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's not. Not um, sponsored. Uh, not sponsored. Not sponsored by Paxlovid. Just You're a friend of the show, though. Friend of the show. But not sponsored. No, Pfizer can. Yeah. Anyways, everybody, thank you for being here on Cruise Control today. Appreciate you as always. Now, I don't say it enough during the show. I should say it right now. If you're still here, please like and subscribe. Like this video. It helps everybody out so much. I got to start saying earlier, GR. I know I missed it. You got to help me out, GR. Uh, like and subscribe. It goes a long way. You got to tell everybody about it because the numbers keep going up. Of course, we've gotten over that thousand mark. We're at 1,200 people right now. We got to keep those numbers moving forward to make Cruise Controls keep going for you and for everybody out there so we can keep amping it up and Pepe gets lots of snickety snacks so we can actually get off my back about being hungry. I don't know. He's, he's always going to do that. But anyways, spread the word. You got to tell your friends, your family, your uncles, your aunts, your grandmas, your grandpas, your great, 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 great grandmas, your great, great, great grandparents that came down from the universe some days and they landed on fucking earth and they had babies and those babies made our super longies and giraffes and tigers and bears and beavers and all the woodland creatures. And they subscribed to Cruise Control. They subscribed. They told everybody else they found the worms and the maggots and all the fucking little creatures that live underneath your toes. They subscribed and they subscribed to Cruise Control. And then Peppy got on the streets. He told the mailmen. He told the postal workers. He told everybody in the fucking government, in 
even the fucking trash guy. The trash guy today has like trash cans blown down the ocean of water. He's like, dude, those guys are cruise control. And he did. And the guy came back. I'm like, fuck yeah, more subscribers. You have to hide right. You spread the word. We'll keep growing, growing, growing. And then they come eventually to a million. We'll be fucking happy. We'll all have a good time. And cruise control will dominate the nation. It'll be number one show in entertainment news for you. Anyways, everybody, as always, thank you for being here on Cruise Control. That was a mouthful. That's what everyone says. And until next time, everybody, <laughs> have a great Tuesday. See you tomorrow on Hump Day. We'll hump it up with the best of everybody out there for a very happy Hump Day. Have a good night. See you, done. See you tomorrow. I was going to say, uh, whatever. And until then, see ya.